Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 1985's Perfect, a movie that bombed so badly that John Travolta did not make another movie for four years. Oh my gosh. What a payment. <laughs> he that's, did <laughs> that's his penance. Um, this his comeback movie ended up being, well, a lot of people consider his comeback movie to be pulp fiction, but he came back to making money at the box office by the Look Who's Talking movies, the first one, which came in nineteen eighty nine, and then there were two more. And that is what honestly resurrected his paycheck even though pulp fiction resurrected his reputation <laughs> i i it's funny while i was watching this i always I, I often do this i'll like read like very small articles about the actors while i'm watching the movies um and so i was reading about kirstie alley talking about falling in love uh with john travolta on the set of look who's talking <laughs> so just four <laughs> years later kirstie alley was gonna fall in love with him <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this... Okay, so this movie was directed by James Bridges, who directed uh, a film called The Baby Maker, uh, The Paper Chase, which is a pretty was, was a pretty big deal. The China Syndrome, also a pretty big deal. And Urban Cowboy, which is the only one of his films that I've seen. I've seen some of Bright Light's Big City, but not that much because it's boring. Um but Urban Cowboy is a favorite of mine, and he directed yeah. Urban Cowboy with John Travolta. And so this movie is really seems to be a return of them. Like It was clear that John Travolta was like, okay, in 1980, I had a hit with Urban Cowboy with this director. So if I... If I get with this director again, it's, it's going to be magic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be perfect, except, you know... Um, there are a few things wrong with this movie, but one I think we should talk about right off the bat <laughs> is that in <laughs> in Urban Cowboy, John Travolta had a lot of chemistry with Deborah Winger. I mean, it's really hard not to have chemistry with Deborah Winger. She's Deborah Winger. Yeah. Um, in Perfect, I do not think that he has any chemistry with his co-star Jamie Lee Curtis. And that is not to say that Jamie Lee Curtis isn't amazing. She's amazing. And she looks amazing in this movie. Yeah, she's like really hitting it out of the park. But they <laughs> do not work. I thought that they kind of looked like brother and sister. Yeah, I mean, it like I I felt well, their sex scene was weird. I mean, we'll get to that, you know. They have like, multiple sex scenes they and they're all weird. And it's weird. Like, I felt like they had, like, for me, I they had believable flirting chemistry. Um, like, they, and I think maybe this is just because they're both good actors. Um, and they're both very attractive in this movie, in my opinion, despite certain personality aspects. Uh-huh. Um, but... Yeah, when it comes to actually getting physical, it feels like there's a disconnect. And I feel like it's really shown because their love scenes are cut in a way to where they really don't have to get that close to each other before we stop looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it, it's weird. It's almost like 
it almost makes you wonder, like, did do they actually yeah, it enjoy made me each wonder, other as do, human do beings? Do they hate each other? Like, w- did they not like working together? I wonder um, about that. Um, so this movie is based on an actual Rolling Stone article called Looking for Mr. Goodbody, Health Clubs, The New Singles Bars, um, which was uh, written by Aaron Latham, who also adapts the screenplay with the director, James Bridges. And because of this Rolling Stone connection, we have a character in this movie who is the co-founder in real life of Rolling Stone. And he's playing, he's playing an editor in Rolling Stone. uh, The co-founder of Rolling Stone is playing an editor in Rolling Stone. He's playing a part in this movie and he cannot act. And so when he delivers his lines, it is the worst thing ever. And he's also, it's also, it's Gene Winner who had uh, allegations come out against him in the last few years. Oh, I didn't know Uh, that. Yeah, from young male reporters. And his character in this movie is a, a super huge asshole. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he's supposed to, I mean, and I don't know if he had a say in his character or if he liked his character. I would assume he did. I would assume um, that he, like, insisted on being in it. Yeah, because it, his character is very much like, you know, journalism. Like, we, we, we don't, we're not nice, you know? Which, like, sure, but also, like, you don't always have to be an asshole. That doesn't mean you're a good journalist. So his thing is always, like, f- like, you know, find the dirt and, like, forget that they're a person (laughs) like he he at one point in the movie he says to john travolta he goes remember what i've said like uh when you're interviewing them get close to them like a friend and when you're writing about them forget they have a mother which like (laughs) i get it like i get it dude i get what he's getting at but his character is just so heavy-handed with that i'm so okay okay this this movie okay we start this movie and he's writing obits um, John Travolta is writing obits and then he gets annoyed because he's like on the phone with someone who's supposed to be giving him information about a death and they're not giving him the right information or they're frustrating him or whatever. And then he flips out and then he runs to his editor and is like, you got to get me off the obit disc. You got to you got to you got to do it. And it's just like and then cut. And then he's in he's a writer for Rolling Stone who is already apparently written at least one notable article because he gets slapped by Carly Simon for what he wrote about her. And I would really love to know what he wrote about her that would that would right? warrant this. Like they had Carly Simon in this movie and the article is referenced multiple times, but we never get to We know never the know Jews. what he like was it a why was why it, why were you coming at Carly Simon? I want I want this guy. Was it something having to do with like did she make an album in the eighties that you didn't like and was it just an album review or was it a profile or what it is? And it's, and it's, so this cold open does not need to exist, right? Like, I just don't no. understand why we needed, like, because the thing is, is that, uh, uh, which brings me to my other issue. In the, I hate this movie. Um, the other issue <laughs> in this movie is that John Travolta does not seem like he has ever written a word in his life. Oh, you mean just like him playing the character? Him like playing he doesn't a feel like he doesn't feel like a him journalist as a journalist does writer. not work. He does not seem like he writes words. No, he doesn't. He seems. I mean, like, and this is probably because he's an actor. But I mean, plenty of actors can play writers well. Yeah, he can. or have experience <laughs> writing themselves. Um, he feels like a guy who maybe a television host, uh, or, yeah. or something like that. Like maybe he could be um 
a broadcaster, but not not a journalist who's writing articles. Yeah, him him writing, just watching him write in this movie is kind of painful. It's awkward. It's almost, and I mean, this was made in the eighties, so the the use of computers is very new and exciting. But it's like he looks like he doesn't know how to type. No, no, he doesn't. (laughs) And also the way, okay, he's also just like he has no angle. He's one of those guys who I feel like okay, works for a magazine. You put him on assignment. You tell him what to write about he'll write about it. he's a weekly guy he's not a i have a scoop and i have this really interesting point of view this is the guy who's like still reviewing modern family <laughs> wow yeah like you mean like still reviewing modern family now yes like right wow. now like like in 2019 he is still writing those modern family reviews people still want them like he's like it, well, it feels yeah he feels very much like a male journalist who wants to be mean for the sake of being mean like that seems to be his only like angle is that he's like ruthless but right. he's ruthless with like carly simon right you know and yeah. like people who don't like you could critique but it's it's not like he's coming for the president like yeah i just <laughs> um, feel like if he's all of this energy that he has he could be putting it against like something else like he's like going after and i guess he has that other story where he's going after that guy who i was very unclear as to who that guy was that he was going after and what that guy did do you have any idea yeah it was like it was basically like some big business guy who um wanted to sell like had compute like mysterious files on his computers and the government was tracking i don't really understand it was weird because it was such a big part of the movie but it also never really clarified we all all we knew was this guy was like a big um like he was a billionaire or a millionaire somewhere in there and he uh was on trial and it was a big deal and his bail was big and there was it's it is interesting given our current time there was like some sort of like uh foreign interference with files he had on a computer and the government <laughs> was like after him so that that's a little funny but that yeah, yeah that was unclear but he he was nicer to him then, yeah. then he was other people in the movie who had way less power than this man. Yeah. Uh, and other people who are all women. <laughs> yeah, he's Should very mean to women in this movie. Like, he's just like, he's just like all up in their business. Especially, oh my God, the one where he like shows up at the black couple's house and he's like questioning the wife and the wife is like being nice to him even though he's being really aggressive. And then the husband like shows up and just like doubles that aggression is just like, what do you do? Like, I, it was like, okay, protect your woman. All right. Like, this right oh my gosh because <laughs> he was just he just rolled up on their property yeah he rolled like... up like he saw her at a strip club he knew that she was connected to Mackenzie. the the let's just call him the document guy the documents guy <laughs> the document guy and she yeah she talks about like how she knew Mackenzie, and then but but she's so nice she's just like oh this journalist is here who saw me at the strip club that's, she's so, that's fine yeah she's so sweet and i'm just like why is he acting like this that's the thing like the performance that he's giving is a very like it's still it would be a bad performance if if it was a more serious like story but it's like it's an intense performance um that does not match what he's doing like he you he's not even actually good at the, this health club story so he he wants to do this Mackenzie story it doesn't really work out the way that he wants to because Mackenzie won't talk to him his represent, representation won't talk to him whatever so he goes out to LA and he's just like at these health clubs but instead of like doing what any 
smart journalists would do, which is that just blend in and then take notes and then write and then your notes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. He like, <laughs> like he comes in and the people at the health club are really friendly and they're like showing him around and they're giving him suggestions of people to interview. And this is what I really didn't understand is that he's just like, yeah, we'll see. I'm like, why don't you just get all of it down? And then you don't use a lot of it. Like, interview people immediately and and like you said like blend in and take notes instead he's like i'm just gonna like announce myself in every room (laughs) but not actually write down anything that anyone says (laughs) like it's just very weird he doesn't really work he doesn't he doesn't doesn't use it to work out he doesn't care what anyone thinks and it's like i understand that you think that what you do is more important than people working out but you have to at least pretend to care so that you can write the story yeah yeah like it's very clear and I mean, the, the way that the office talks about it is very like, you know, making fun of L.A. and like L.A. They say California airheads a lot. And he's yeah. a New York journalist. And I mean, that's those attitudes persist. Um, but it it is just like he rolls in. and He's like, oh, I would never take an exercise class. I would never exercise. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it's like, exercising. I don't know. I've gone to like a lot of events where people are into like uh, fitness or beauty on a level that... Um, I'm I'm not and not because I don't think it's interesting because I don't have the time or the money. Um, yeah, and I'm I just not can't like, afford it. I'm not like I would never like if you want to connect with people, you're not you're not just like I would never do that. You're like, oh, cool. Tell me about your thing. If <laughs> like, someone paid for an aerobics class for me and also made sure that I had transportation to go to the aerobics class every week, I would be doing it. Yeah, 100 totally. percent. Totally. I would be doing it. Yeah. So it was an yeah, I mean he he rolls in and it's like his his editor told him to write this this piece on singles meeting at at health clubs. Um, and he barely speaks be- to any fucking singles because he might because because basically his editor is like, well, we don't know if you're going to get an interview with with document guys, so we want to make sure you come back with a story, so I'm not wasting all this airfare and stuff. Um, and. Honestly, with this movie, like, I really didn't think it needed document guy. I felt like that just added a bunch of shit that really didn't feel that relevant. I get that it was supposed to exemplify, like, his career and, like, his priorities, but it really didn't feel necessary to me. I felt like it should have just been him writing a story about health clubs. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, he just... He's a bad journalist. Um, he seems like a bad person. <laughs> uh, and then his um, his thing with Jamie Lee Curtis is really weird because he just, instead of doing his job, he just inserts himself into her life when she does not like journalists. She has a bad experience with journalists, which I think is also really funny. Like, that's a very specific thing. Like, I was yeah. burned by a journalist and once. There, and that's actually, like, <laughs> I mean, she's the only character that that's, like, her main thing, but... I feel like she's not the only one in this movie who's kind of like, oh, I'd never want to be interviewed. And I was like, wow. <laughs> it's okay. interesting that no one, yeah, no one wants to be interviewed. Everybody hates journalists. Everybody hates magazines specifically. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I mean, maybe. That feels like, very it's, counterintuitive. It's particularly, very this is weird. like a health club in LA. You would assume half the people going there are trying to be actors and want publicity. And right. Like, and if yeah. the health club gets in, like if it gets press, that means that more people will come. There'll be more success, more money. It's very weird how they just like, don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird and how everyone's like suspicious of him and really up until this point all we know about his writing is that he's been mean to Carly Simon 
Yeah. Which, <laughs> which just, again, I want to know how he was mean to her. Why? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And so this relationship with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, he, of course, he sees her working out, which I like. She she looks great in this movie. She when she works out, she looks amazing. Like it's mesmerizing. It helps that all of the workout scenes are a million years long. Uh, oh yeah, all of the like so like she's like an uh, the top aerobics instructor, and and everyone calls her the Pied Piper of aerobics. Okay, the, which is not the right term for that. But okay. and like apparently <laughs> like uh, a bunch of couples have met in her classes, which like I'll unpack that later because what. Um, but yeah, she, she looks incredible and like, um, I, I won't lie. I was like, damn. Okay. But, but even so you're just like, we get it. Like we've seen her workout. We don't need, there's probably 20 minutes of footage that is just plain workout classes. No dialogue. Like if you just put it all together. Yeah. It's man. Like it would feel really creepy, but somehow it doesn't. It just feels annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, so their relationship, um, (laughs) I fucking hate it. I hate their dynamics so much. And also like when they have their first like real date or whatever, he's like, He's like talking about journalism like he is reading from a teleprompter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like it's so weird and she's so turned on by like his like genius, like his like ideas. It's like he has no ideas. He just borrows things from other people and he recites it unconvincingly. And I don't really see what she sees in him at all and that's the crux of the film is their love story and i don't believe it i don't believe it for a fucking second and i just kept on thinking from scene to scene get away from her leave her alone <laughs> like that like that like that oh that demi lovato meme it's like get it <laughs> like don't don't go near her get a job <laughs> like i oh my god that's so funny i like see i actually i actually kind of bought their connection okay because i felt like she's She's so an athlete. That's her whole thing that she's been her whole life. And she's really fucking good at it. And she's a really hard worker and people know that. Her angry swimming was fucking great. Yeah. And so she's surrounded by athletes. And so his world, I feel like, feels very different and is very different than hers. And so I think she is, even though she's had a bad experience with journalists, I think that, yeah, like he is, she doesn't know that he is less i mean this isn't meant condescending towards her but it seems like she's not going to be able to pinpoint quite as quickly that that he's not as uh enthralling as maybe other writers because she's not she doesn't have time to hang out with a bunch of writers so she's just true she's just like oh cool okay this guy and she gives him shit that's the thing she's not like fangirl she does i mean she she gives him a lot of shit which is why i like her character is that she's just like I'm going to call you out. Like, I'm just saying that if you're going to have a guy and it's like, he's a journalist. Okay. Have it, have him being played by like Bob Balaban or something. Like, what are we doing with this? This, I feel like I know that Bob Balaban has written something. I'm sure Bob Balaban has like an un, an unpublished novel or something. I don't fucking, and he was also a little hot in his time, a little bit. 
I do. I do think that John Travolta is not the right type to play a journalist, and and that doesn't mean journalists only look a certain way or anything. It's just like his vibe. No, but like I can um, I can see Jake Gyllenhaal as a journalist, and he is also gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's not in the cards for John Travolta. No, I, I think you're right. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> and whereas it's interesting because Jamie Lee Curtis, she's definitely not cast type as an aerobics instructor normally, but she like fucking killed it. Oh man, you she, know, she like, was into like, it, this man. Is, like, very different than a lot of her roles, but that's why I kind of liked her in this role even though there's a lot of problems with the movie is that I was like damn you have range like I loved her and she was her character was very comp- complex yeah um uh but yeah I mean definitely John Travolta doesn't feel like a journalist and that's hard since the whole thing is about his career yeah when it could have just all been about her honestly um her and um a uh, homegirl from <laughs> homegirl <laughs> no, i like it it's weird i'm calling i'm calling this person homegirl but um <laughs> girl from from early snl lorraine newman shout out she plays a character that arguably would be a way better protagonist i kept on thinking because it's like she she doesn't like the movie is called perfect right so we're talking about this idea of uh, having a perfect body, having a perfect life, perfect hair, perfect lover, and this idea that going to the gym is going to change you to the point where you will be a better you, you'll be happy, you'll be in love. And it's like, if you're going to give us this idea of just perfection, why wouldn't the most insecure character be the protagonist of the film? Yeah, that that's interesting i didn't go there in my head but it makes yeah that does make a lot of sense because i felt like in a lot of ways um the movie didn't address the title no nope. um until the end yeah um and i felt like it it could have given it an opportunity to feel stronger or more interesting or have more of an interesting perspective if that had been a through line yeah, yeah, because she she gets introduced and she just has this like really sad story that really is like too sad to be a subplot. Like she has a whole Linda. Yeah, yeah. She has a whole monologue about Linda how made she, me real sad. She has a whole monologue about how she you know is going to get all this plastic surgery and all this stuff, and she's comparing herself to her her friend Sally played by Mary Lou Henner. And she's just like, Sally, things just come so easy for her. And it's yeah. so easy for her to find love and like be happy. And I want to be that. And also Linda is introduced as the most used piece of equipment in the gym. Yeah. There's like straight <laughs> up this, like the, the men. And I mean, honestly, everyone in this movie is just kind of like, Oh yeah. Linda's a slut. Like that's just, that's just what it is. It's like, and, and, and like they all like they're all embarrassed of her, but they like will still use her. But it, yeah. it's a very weird dynamic because in some ways, Linda has a lot of friends at the club. She does. Um, yeah. It's not like people are like making fun of her when she walks in or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, there's kind of this side eye that everyone has where it's like, well, you know, she's a little desperate. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, well, okay. Because the basically the push and pull of John Travolta, John Travolta, journalistic <laughs> journey is that um he can write a thoughtful piece that's sympathetic about these health club people or he can write a not thoughtful piece that's unsympathetic about these people and you know like about you know how they're just airheads that just want to fuck and this is the push and pull and the thing is is that like the more he gets to know people like jamie lee curtis like lorraine newman he's just like okay well maybe i won't do this but that's what 
Rolling Stone wants him to do is this uh, kind of just making fun of these like L.A. jocks. Right. And and it's but it it's weird because like it doesn't. We still don't really there's not enough here to ridicule them for. No, not really. Like it like they're all pretty nice. Yeah, they're just nice people who they're, want to be in shape. Yeah, they're all like just kind of nice young people who you can tell. I mean, obviously they're all played by actors, but like they're all like fairly attractive already yeah. and then they get super in shape. Um, but yeah, there's not you don't really see people being except for the dynamic towards Linda. Yeah. Um that is very much hovering there. There's not like this spirit of competition even. It's very communal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like really the worst thing, anything that John Travolta's character could really say about the club would seem like it was coming from a place of insecurity, if anything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, it's also just like everyone, the way that Rolling Stone is portrayed, it's weird that they allowed their name to be used and they they had so much stock in this movie because it makes Rolling Stone look really bad. Yeah, but that's the irony, I think, is that I think Jan, I, I think Jan Winter really, like, be, <laughs> I mean, I don't know him personally, yeah. um, but from what I've read of him, it kind of makes sense because I think that in his view, yeah, that would be a good story. Um, mocking these people and like this sense of uh, cultural superiority is very much like, yeah, of course, like that's what we do. Um, and so it's, yeah, I think that's an interesting part of this movie is that it feels like it's supposed to be Rolling Stone is this cool place, this cool publication. Um, John Travolta is playing this journalist with this interesting story, but it's very much uh not self-aware <laughs> yeah no it's not self-aware at all like it's just yeah and, i mean that's i found this movie to be so exhausting <laughs> for that reason it's it's uh because it's like i don't want him to win like i'm not rooting for the protagonist but also jamie lee curtis doesn't really want anything except to be with him so it's like i can't really root for her either because she wants to be with a character that i don't like <laughs> um so i'm just sitting there just like well at least Lorraine Newman is here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, it's also this weird thing where it's like this, this, I mean, and it is her insecurity. So, I mean, that, that happens, but with Lorraine Newman, it's like, Oh, she doesn't have a good body or something, which is not, which true. is insane. Yeah. Um, she looks great in this movie. Yeah, she does. Um, and I mean, it, her friend has big boobs and that's pretty much the only thing that, I guess separates them or something and she's like oh I need that but then she also talks about wanting to change her face yeah she talks about getting a facelift and like all this stuff and I'm just like oh man girl like yeah and (laughs) and I mean John Travolta in that scene is like what you look great you know yeah he does he says that she looks terrific um and and that's yeah I mean I don't know exploring her character would would be really interesting yeah I just feel like they just missed out on a a really interesting movie because they didn't know it just seems like the people behind it like you know I I keep I kept on thinking about Urban Cowboy because that was the that was the last um Travolta and Bridges collab and Urban Cowboy 
you know, you get this feeling that there is a respect for this world and you get the feeling that like, even though mechanical bull riding is like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about that seriously. You, you believe that John Travolta loves this mechanic, loves this mechanical bull riding and that it gives him some form of purpose here. Um, it just seems like he, just decided to be a journalist because he was bored uh and that um he likes this lady and uh now he still has to do his job and his job is getting in the way of his time with this lady well it's interesting also his relationship with his boss because it definitely feels like he's a golden boy at Rolling Stone. Yeah. He gets away with talking back, with missing deadlines, with like... Oh, my God. When he swings the bat in the in the office? Yeah. He goes into the office and breaks windows at the end of the movie. Like, he does... His behavior would get him fired many times over, but it's very much understood from the beginning of the movie that once he got out of the obituaries and he got into writing stories, he was, like, immediately a golden boy and that, you know, um, Jan Wenner's character... It, you know, gives gives him the 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 tough love, but also puts up with a lot from him because I guess he's supposed to be like such a good writer. Um, and it is interesting because a character does feel like a guy who just kind of was like, oh, I could be a journalist, but doesn't have a perspective. But also, I do think those people exist. So, like, I on one hand, I don't think that John Travolta feels like a journalist, yeah, as like an actor, but I do think his character is a real person. Um, yeah, there's like a shitty a lot of person. white dudes that exist in that sphere. I mean, there's you know of other demographics, but a lot of white dudes that yeah. exist in that sphere. Um, uh, and you know, get a pretty good career in in journalism. <laughs> like, yeah, just like just looking for things to be dicks about. Like, if that's the reason why I wrote, I'd be so fucking miserable. I know, <laughs> and so weird. Yeah, but, like, I feel like I know a lot of people like that now. Like, not that I'm friends with, but, you know, yeah, online voices. Definitely. So, you, it, it does also make me wonder about the guy that it's based on, because I haven't, you know, read his body of work. Yeah, really. I don't know about this guy. And if, if that's, and if he was like, oh, yeah, this is my perspective, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, it's so... I'm I'm looking at um Jamie Lee Curtis's filmography and this is really like she did she did mostly horror movies before this um some some breezy kind of 80s comedies but yeah this is a really interesting role where I feel like she's being asked to do to have this emotional intensity and and just have the film just like not really deserve it yeah. yeah, like it, it, I, I'm so, I actually looking at her filmography makes me really mad because there's just so much here. Like she could have been doing, <laughs> I don't, she could have been doing anything else. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what was going on in the eighties. I really don't like, it seems like, uh, like <laughs> I don't know what was going on in the eighties. <laughs> I, well, because, like, um, Kyle mentioned this while I was watching it. He was like, you know how people have been lamenting about um, the end of the star, you know, which, where a movie is sold on stars. And and Kyle was just like, you know, that's it's probably a good thing because you can't just put two people in a thing and expect it 
to be good at that expectation actually doesn't make any sense because it, you know, disregards the writing, the directing, the music, like cinematography. And I think that that's very clear here where you just can't do this. And I think a lot of John Travolta vehicles, um, throughout his entire career, really, um, have just been like, Hey, this is John Travolta. Yeah. This is a John Travolta flick. And it's like, that's not really enough. And we've seen, we saw this again with two of a kind. How that wasn't really enough. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I definitely <laughs> agree with you there. That's, I think that's a really interesting point in John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis do feel very random together. Yeah, they really do. Um, and, uh, I, we would be remiss not to point out that like, there's something very weird about watching John Travolta as a romantic lead, knowing what we know now about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, we can't say, uh, what we know because, you know, the church will get us. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, it's, he just seems to be, I think that this changes how I kind of feel about him. Like, I don't know. There's something kind of like <laughs> menacing about him. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like grafting it on to him or what, but I just don't like him as much as I used to. And I realize that when I revisit these. Yeah. It's he like, you don't feel like you get to see into his eyes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, whereas some actors, you look in their eyes when they're looking at the camera and you feel like you are looking at them. <laughs> and with him, it feels like there's like a sheen yeah. separating you from really looking at him. Um, and that's really the way I could best describe how the, the disconnection between me and John Travolta. Whereas on the other hand, Jamie Lee Curtis, one of her strengths is this ability to fully be a character but also you feel she's there yeah she's present she's her character but also jamie lee curtis is there and you're connecting with her through that yeah yeah she's a fantastic actress she she really carries that new halloween that i don't like um she's really great in it <laughs> i haven't seen the new halloween she's so. she's wonderful the film around her not i good. didn't yeah i didn't <laughs> i wasn't feeling super compelled to go see it and then everything i heard was negative from the people that i trust the most yeah so i was like well and I'll meanwhile all of the major all of the major outlets and stuff were talking about how great it was and i realized it because i saw i saw its premiere at tiff like i stood a foot away from jb lee curtis and she was glowing she was beautiful oh did you get to meet her no because i was too scared to talk to her right and i <laughs> understand I like also kind of being in that position where you don't want to intro yourself like you want it to be in a context where you don't feel like you're bothering her. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I and I, but I did crash into Danny McBride. <laughs> who, he was very polite. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was just like a, <sighs> Jamie Lee Curtis is so good, but rarely does a film rise up to match her. I, I agree. Thought. I agree with that definitely. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I, there were points of this movie that I, you know, like enjoyed, um, but 
it's it feels like it's trying to do a lot of things at once. Yeah. Like they're like, first of all, there's just the editing aspect. Like they just needed to cut like 30, 40 minutes off this film. This film's over. It's like two hours and one minute or something. And it yeah. could have been an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, easily. Um, And so first of all, there's just that. But then there's also the aspect of really didn't need the document guy's story. Um, It felt like it took away from the other story. I think they could have found another way to, uh, communicate that this health story wasn't his first choice because that that is definitely a dynamic is like oh this is my side story but my real journalism is over here yeah um which again goes back to the fact that if you're really if you're really committed to journalism you know you can find a story anywhere and it and it doesn't have to be something that is quote important because everything you know has importance um but also um there's the aspect of like you were saying there's Linda. And there's these characters that we learn a lot about, but it just kind of like gives us information about them and then moves along. So we have all these characters that don't really like it's like either cut them out or give them their due. And so this movie just feels like it has too much going on. And then it's trying to make up for it by, you know, having these stars and these sexy aerobic scenes and, this heavy handed idea of Rolling Stone and a journalist. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it's not, it needed to get cleaned up <laughs> in a lot of ways. This kind of reminds me of like, you know, um, when, you know, in the 80s, when they uh, deregulated a lot of television where a bunch of like toy companies just made a bunch of shows that that it was just like basically brand market marketing. This is like brand marketing for Rolling Stone. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like a, <laughs> a long advertorial. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't really, I don't find their love story to have a lot of stake. So I don't even really know <laughs> if talking about it would even be. Yeah. I mean, honestly for me, like they made sense as people that would flirt. Um, yeah. They both are people who kind of like to argue and challenge other people. Yeah, the fact that they end up together, though, I feel like the movie had to do like a pretzel turn, <laughs> like yeah. had to bend its back all the way oh, back yeah. just it's, to make them get For such a long movie, it doesn't really address how she goes from being mad at him to okay so quickly. Yeah. Because he, like one of her things is she doesn't want him to write about her because of her past experience with the journalist and then she ends up reading what he does write, which ends up being basically a piece that slut shames Linda. And oh my god! And then she deletes it. Yeah, and <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis deletes it. it. She's like, "You're so cruel. Like Linda never did anything to you. Like why are you, why are you making everyone look like such idiots? You know." Um, and yeah, and she deletes his article, which I'm like, okay. Listen, you cannot like what he wrote, but she goes into his computer, looks at his stuff, and deletes it. I do not support that behavior. That um, was I. That, that I is, thought that that was maniac. Behavior. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that is absolutely insane. That is not okay. Um, but then he, you know, matches that level of insane when he then goes to a uh, benefit where she is teaching an aerobics class, which does sound like the most LA thing you could conceive of. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and she, and he um, like lets her know that she can trust him and that, Oh, Oh, also Rolling Stone published a version that he didn't submit. Cause he ends up submitting this other version where he talks about Emerson and self-reliance and how, this new exercise boom is like a form of self-reliance and people trying to better themselves um, and individualism. 
um, which is a bit of a stretch. And his editor's like, okay, this is like a bit of a stretch. But his editor is also an asshole. Yeah. So they just rewrite it. Don't warn him. And this new version has both the slut shaming of Linda, but also includes history on Jamie Lee Curtis's character who had previously been an Olympic swimmer or she'd made the team. She didn't go to the Olympics and like had an affair with her coach. Um, so which is information that John Travolta's character had, but he had sworn he wouldn't write about or anything. So anyways, this comes out, Jamie Lee Curtis freaks out. Then he, and this is after she has deleted his other article, which, I mean, this is a lot to happen that doesn't need to. I don't know. It just feels... Yeah, it's a lot. And then, yeah, and then he chases her down at this benefit in front of everyone and tries to get her to stop teaching the class so he can talk to her about the article. I'm like, you both are a mess. Yeah. Um, But so somehow, like, the movie redeems him in her eyes... Uh, like in like the matter of 10 minutes after we've watched nearly two hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh. yep. You know, the best thing to say about perfect is watch a fish called Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch a fish called Wanda. Watch blue steel, which is a movie that I wasn't, I still don't know how I feel about, but Jamie Lee Curtis's performance in it is really great. Just appreciate Jamie Lee Curtis, please. Uh, Honestly, <laughs> she's great. She's wonderful. She's wonderful in this movie that doesn't deserve her. This movie is really useless. Like, I'm honestly. so glad that she, like, I'm so glad that she's had a great career, but I also feel like she's still been slept on in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree that she has. And John Travolta, you know, he hasn't been slept on. He's had enough. No, we're, he's, we're he's yeah, he's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I had fun with it at points. And then there were points where I was like, okay, um, this is eight minutes of somebody exercising. Like, <laughs> I could just watch yeah. an old exercise tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly, like, shocked that it didn't feel creepier. Right? Because yeah. I feel like th- gratuitously showing Jamie Lee Curtis working out in a lot of movies could feel very Mel Gazy. And it's not that it doesn't have any of that. It's just like somehow just like exercise culture. And you're like, exercise. okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> we really, I, I feel like when we picked this, we really, really thought that it was going to be something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I guess it's good that it wasn't, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so. I like if 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 you're curious about it, it's free on Prime, and if you have Prime, like I don't, I I know that you hated it. I think it's fun enough. You can watch it and form your own opinion if you want. Oh, um, uh, sure, if you want to waste your time, that's but great. <laughs> it is two hours of your life, so yeah. So I mean, you know, do what you will, um, and uh, you know, guys. Before we go, I would like to remind you that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash bad romance pod. You should become patrons as low as yes, $2 you tiers. Yes, you should. Be and, patrons. And if you do $8, if you do five or eight, you can suggest movies for us to cover. Yes. And if you do eight, you're going to get bonus episodes, which our first bonus episode will drop this month. And it's going to be awesome and you're going to want to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, get into it. 
Uh, so you can listen to us on uh, all of those platforms whose names I can't remember right now. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Bad Romance Pod with a zero instead of an O. You can follow our other accounts. Please do. You'll probably see them. Um, if you're a patron and you have not yet told us what movie you want us to cover, please tell us. You oh yeah, just send do us, it. Just send us a Twitter DM. Give us, give us the, give us the juice. Um, and really, that's really that's it. Next week, we will hopefully do something more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do feel so like our conversation was interesting. We we had an interesting conversation. We found something to we talk did. about. We did. We found something to talk about. <laughs> we we're really good at that. Yeah, we are good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Yeah, let's go this truck. Maybe too much.